Hello and welcome to episode 95 of Tommy G Talks and we are closing in on that big 100. So in this episode I got to speak to a client of mine who is a singer and songwriter. Her name is Olivia Nicole and she came in to talk a little bit about her experience of going on The Voice in Bulgaria. She's from Bulgaria. Uh, she actually went on The Voice um, six years ago. And she didn't get through. She's going to talk about that. She talks about failure and how you've got to keep digging in and you've got to take your opportunities. And you've got to be courageous because she actually went back again. And this time, well, it just, let's put it this way, it was a different story. Um, hope you like this one. You're also going to hear a little bit about why she's changed her style of uh, songwriting and what she's got lined up. Some really exciting stuff. I really enjoy working with singers, songwriters, artists in general. They're great clients. We can get really creative and we can really get uh, stuck in. So hope you appreciate this episode. Do let me know by sending me comments, a screenshot that you're listening to this one. If you're one of Olivia's fans and you're here listening to this, then welcome. Uh, thanks for being part of Tommy G Talks. Make sure that you're subscribed for more exciting interviews and episodes to help you on your journey of personal development. So without further ado, here is episode number 95 with Olivia Nicole. Let's go. Deeper into the truth. I'm Olivia Nicole. Uh, and I'm Bulgarian. I've been living in the UK for just over six years now. I've moved here to do music and to pursue my dream as a singer, songwriter, um, and that's why I do full-time. Well, it's good that you're here. We want to talk about a few things. It hasn't always been straightforward for you, has it? No. <laughs> We've been working together now for about two or three months. Yeah. I've been helping you with a few things uh, in regards to the strategy, going into releasing the singles, um, also to help you to hit the highest levels of your creativity, so be focused, so you know what you need to concentrate on. Yeah. Um, and I've come to learn that, yeah, it's not always been straightforward. You, you started out um, and you had a pretty exciting opportunity. Well, um, yeah, so when I was um, just turned 17, um, in Bulgaria we had The Voice, uh, the TV music show, The Voice, for the first time ever in our country. Um, and I've never really been... Like, I've always loved watching, like, TV music TV shows, but I've never thought I'm confident enough to be on one, ever. Uh, but, like, everyone in my family was like, oh, you should go on it, you should audition, um, and just see what happens. And, obviously, I was younger, um, and I was kind of, like, pushed by everyone. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm good. I'm amazing. I kept um, <clears throat> watching all these um, other auditions online on YouTube from other countries and other performers, and how they, and like, the judges always turn around and just everyone, you know, you're amazing, but as long as kind of, like, you can feel what you're doing and you do well, everyone turns around, or at least one person, and you go through. Um, so that was, I was, I've always been a very positive person and believing the best that is happening for you is, um, as in the best going to happen one way or another. So I went on The Voice, I auditioned, um, and I didn't go through um and no one turned around and I just remember the moment when um it was all kind of like happening my song was finishing and I just don't remember singing I just remember kind of like in the movies where you see that like big um flashlight and kind of like everything just kind of like you forget what's happening so I, I just remember looking at the lights and just kind of like not really processing what's happening but at the same time 
I was. Mm-hmm. It was very, very weird emotion. And I just um, remember all of them turning around at the very end because you were just, they had to, it wasn't because they wanted to. They yeah. just, the chairs just turned around automatically. Um, and they were just basically coming on your performance. And I, at the time, don't, I just didn't remember anything of what they were saying. I was replying to them, but I just remember thinking, just keep holding it in. Don't start crying on the stage. Don't yeah. embarrass yourself. Just <laughs> keep keep holding it. Like, you can do it. Just, yeah, just, you can do it. Just a few more minutes. And you're going back, you know, backstage to your parents. Then you can let it out. <laughs> I just didn't want to embarrass myself. Sure. Uh, which was, I was already so embarrassed. Because, obviously, at the time, I thought, you know, that's my my you know yeah. you're gonna make it a moment like that's my life and career depends on that which obviously didn't but you know when you're younger and yep. every opportunity seems like it's the end of life as in if it doesn't work out that's it like you know you put too much pressure on yourself I feel well I mean probably most people do but um, I mean it obviously a lot more as well being on telly <laughs> the talent show on TV ultimate judgment ultimate potential rejection yeah there it is and it's happened um and there was audience like like audience every yeah yeah, crazy now it is it fair to say that that did um stop you from pursuing as relentlessly for a while a big part of me was regretting this at the time just because i was like you know everyone's gonna see my music teacher my singing teacher is gonna see my friends it's not how it was supposed to go no that was not the original plan i was supposed to go through and everyone to be so proud of me and yeah so for a few weeks i was just sat at home um and i remember waking up and going to bed with the same exact um like storyline in my head just yep. exactly what happened I just kept going through and I was like what went wrong what went wrong maybe I'm not supposed to be a singer maybe I'm not good enough and uh, not maybe I thought I was not good enough sure. I genuinely thought that um, and I just didn't want to speak to anyone my friends I had a boyfriend at the time my first ever boyfriend and I just remember like ignoring everyone I was like I don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to hear another one no you did so well yeah. don't worry just you know, the next performance, whatever. I just, yeah, I just basically locked myself in. Um, and I I was pretty ready to kind of like give up on everything. So you, you did you did that. You went through it. You came out. <clears throat> then an opportunity came a few years later to actually go back in, back into the devil's den, back into the place that you, yeah. you swore you'd never <laughs> go again. Um, what was different that time when you went back to the voice well, Part so yeah, two. I moved to England um, and I was living here and then I got approached um, in basically being invited from my YouTube channel um, to be on The Voice again, to audition for The Voice of Bulgaria once again, yep. six years later, I think. Six years. I think um, maybe, well, yeah, 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 because yeah. that was two, well, a year ago now. Yeah, yeah okay. so about six years later, um, I got approached um, and I got invited to go on The Voice again and my first reaction was just, no, <laughs> I'm definitely not doing it. Um, and then I just remember um, kind of like, not even like sharing it to my parents or my sister because I knew what they were going to say. They were going to be like, yes, do it. You know, just, it's yeah. an opportunity. But I just remember thinking to myself, like, I need to think about this on my own. I want to make a decision by myself rather than being influenced by my relatives. Um, which I always am because obviously I love them. I know they mean the, the best for me, yeah. but sometimes th- 
like the best in their eyes is not necessarily the best for me. Sure. So I just wanted to kind of like take my time, didn't share it with anyone, and I just started thinking about it. Um, and I was like, what if I did go on The Voice? And what if the same thing happened? Yeah. Am I ready for this again? Yeah, yeah. Because it was very, very hard. And it was still that day with me. Like, it was like a, like a trauma. And I just remember thinking, if I did go on The Voice, it's great exposure. Obviously, great way of um, just connecting to people and getting people to listen to my music. Because at the time, I just started writing my own music, just yeah. a bit more into it. And obviously, I needed kind of like people to see that, to listen yeah. to it. Um, and I also thought, um, like, the bigger person in me was thinking... If you do the, if you do end up like going on the voice and you do it, you are gonna basically face your fear. Yeah. But also, you're gonna break that boundary and that wall that I've put myself. Yeah. And I'm just gonna go through and sure. basically grow. So I ended up agreeing to it. Um, so I ended up auditioning um, and I had four chairs turning around. Wow. So yeah. you went from none, <laughs> from none to all of them. So yeah. Wow. And How was I, that moment when... Again... The first one, like, can you remember it going down? Well, that's the thing. I just remember even, like, coming out on the stage and you're just such a, like... Um, such a... Um, what's the word when you remember something again? Um, deja vu. Deja, yeah, okay, in, yeah. In a way. Yeah, yeah. But I was kind of like... Obviously, I was older. Yeah. I was kind of, like, a bit more confident. Sure. I was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm cooler now. You know, yeah. I can yeah, yeah. sing better. So I'm just... Whatever happens, I'm just going to act in, like, cool and just sing for myself sure. rather than for the chair turning around. Yeah. Because last time, that was my main goal. Got you. Any chair just turned around. Yep. And this time, I was just like, this is my gig, like, yep. my performance. Yep. There's no chairs. Mm-hmm. It's just the audience. I'm performing sure. for them. Um, yeah, so then I remember the seeing the first chair turning and even though I saw it turning like my brain didn't quite process it I just remember thinking I've got more of the song like yeah I mean it kind of like in my in my head was like if one's turn around the next half to turn around yeah I got yeah Yeah, yeah. it just shows how different you were thinking how how much how much more elevated you were in yourself (laughs) I was going to ask you did you know it's it's easy to go along the storyline of oh my god it was like amazing I finally got a chair but I think you were also maybe thinking, well, yeah. Full win. <laughs> yeah. Well, where's the rest of you then? You know, yeah. Come on, turn around. Yeah. And then all of them turn around. I did feel relieved. I did feel, I guess, a little bit more, like, just relaxed right now. Yeah. Once done. But I just want to kind of keep going. And, like, I just remember doing some, like, crazy things in my performance because I was like, I just... Just expressing yourself. Now I've, Nothing now to I've lose. Done it. Yeah, exactly. Nothing, Nothing to, to lose. lose. I'm on it now. Yeah. So whatever happens, happens. And then the show kept going and just kept going through and through and through. And I ended up on the, the finals Sweet. and ended up being third. And wow. it was just Very cool. such a cool experience. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, I can compare it to the first time being mm. on the show. And I just remember being so sad. And I was like, I'm never going on a music show yep. ever again. Yep. Because you're just... You know, as well as thinking that you're not good enough, you kind of try and convince yourself maybe it was, like, set up and, like, all these, like, things. But I think timing timing is a big thing and just the right things are happening at the right time for you and for a reason. Because at the time, I was not ready. And maybe if I went through, um, because I was so young, maybe I could have been kind of, like, 
you know could have ended up doing something that wasn't that quite I, your style exactly, being exactly. pigeonholed into something that you're not and then it's a hard slog to come back from that because yeah. you lose who you are you lose your creative freedom yeah I mean in a way it's like I it don't know what the you probably can't yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you probably can't say too much about it but in a way it's probably a blessing that you didn't win it yeah because then that still would have brought an expectation of who you need to be now what yes. you need to produce now who you need to serve in terms yeah. of your audience so it worked out, I think, in the way that it was supposed to. Credit to you for going back. And I think that's a big message for people listening to this. Is if Just, like the, yeah. People think they compare themselves to the, to the highest success stories. Mm-hmm. You know, we do it. We, we think that if we're going to do something, let's look at who's the best or let's look at who we look up to. We must have to be like them. But usually they are an isolated case because the majority of the time, the reality is everyone fails mm-hmm once or twice or three times or more yeah. and unless they give up they they don't yet know that if they keep going they might just get there if they give up that's the real failure yeah. because they'll never know if you'd have not gone back to that voice competition the second time you'd never know no and that would be worse yeah i mean i guess in a way probably i would have still been fine but a part of me would have st- would have always kind of like thought like you said what it could have been yeah. but also I would have always had the limit on myself because of thinking what happened yeah. and I never went yeah. like I never thought that I never went I never sol- yeah. found the solution like sure. I like just it's just unresolved it. yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. now it was now it's done yeah. I've done it so you come out of that and <laughs> even if I just went through with one even if I didn't yeah. go through because yeah, yeah. I know I went on the, the personal message that you gave yourself by going back again would have been enough the courage you showed to go back yeah. into the arena which people need to get you got to go back in you've got to lace your shoes up and get Face back in there fears. absolutely because then you either win or learn and in this case you did both even if you don't when you still learn yeah, well, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. yeah exactly the, the only failure is just giving up and not doing yeah. it yeah. so now a year on Yes. You're coming up to the end of 2019 and as a, as a time at the time of recording this and we're talking about singles. You've played a single bad day in yes. here today. I had a listen to it. Very lucky, very privileged to have had an early <laughs> listen. Um, and it's coming out in December. Yes. Um, we've also got singles lined up for the start of 2020. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how it's been in the creative process, what you're doing differently this time in terms of like how you're releasing the songs, what you're doing to share the experience a bit more with people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just go ahead and explain what's different this time. Um, so for the last probably two or three years, I've been like writing a lot of music and I have been releasing like singles as well, not just like recently, but in general. Um, and it's always kind of like been just something... I go through myself, what it's like being in love, being happy, being sad. But most of the time, I would say it's been about the happy side of it, um, which is great. You know, that was just how I was always mm. feeling. I'm a very happy and positive person in general. Um, and then um, beginning of this year, um, in April, my dad was um, diagnosed with cancer. Um, and it was a shock to everyone. And obviously, like, it, it was and still is like very hard to um, just process it and just obviously to live with that um, and obviously he's fighting every day and he's doing very like good for his condition and 
I'm so lucky and blessed that he's still with us, and I know that he's he's gonna be forever, um, because he's a fighter, and that's where we got it from. <laughs> um, so it's just been yeah, just very hard, and um, for quite a few months, and even like till today, like quite often, I wouldn't even like know how to talk about the way I feel. Um, I mean, with my sister, probably because she's my closest person. Um, we were kind of like, obviously, because we're going for the same thing, it's easier to talk about these things. But even even with her, sometimes, like, even with anyone, I just don't know how to express the way I feel. I'm confused myself. Um, and that's where songwriting comes for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I kind of, like, found um, just a safe place for myself mm. and for all my thoughts. Yeah. Um, because I would just go to the piano or, yeah, because I play the piano, so I would just go to the piano and play some chords and then the words would just start coming out and every single thing that I feel and I've been feeling for the whole process of this year, I've been writing down yeah. and it, just listening back to it and even just like writing on the day, it literally feels like a weight on my shoulder has sure. just been mm. lifted. Like, it's such a, it, it's like a, therapy yeah yeah, yeah. and Mm. I never ever used to maybe because I haven't gone through so Mm. much before um I've never used to kind of like consider songwriting this Mm -hmm. way yeah um but now it just yeah I've never felt like that before um so now every single thing that I've been writing for the last couple of months has just been like very personal and very um just very emotional and when I listen back to it it's like I'm listening to my mind, but like yeah, 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 in a crazy way from music. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> an example of absolute creativity. Self-expression yeah. is um, the highest form of our of our existence. I believe it. It's what we're all here to do. And if we can find that highest level of creativity, we can create something which then has an effect on other people. Yeah and helps form our legacy, helps build who we are and what we were when we were alive, which preserves us for longer than we are physically alive. Now, through music, it's been happening for centuries, you are now bringing everything that's going on in your life and you're producing songs that other people can connect with. And a lot of your motivation is to help people who um, are going through a similar thing and that want to be able to relate to music and to words which I think is amazing. And I think that's the most exciting thing working with you has been having this purpose derived from a combination of ability and talent that you have, hard work, and then unfortunate circumstance. But instead of letting that unfortunate circumstance stop the hard work and the talent, you've embraced it because you you can't physically change it. You can only control your attitude towards it. And you've brought it in to help power you up and become even more of a creative influence, which is why it's so exciting that these songs are coming out, because other people are going to hear them and connect with them. It wasn't that easy at the beginning. Of course. It took me me a while to kind of like even just share with um, my boyfriend, who is a producer, and we work together. So it was even just hard to... I mean, for a while, since we found the news for my dad, I just didn't want to do anything. I was just... I was in a, in a different world. I didn't want to speak to anyone. I hated everything. I was just like, you know, why is it happening to me? And I know a lot of people obviously can relate to that sure. because everyone always thinks about 
like that, it won't they, happen to me yeah, it's exactly. something that happens to other people exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't kind of like realize until it happens to you um and i just remember even i just didn't want to do any music either it was yeah. just nothing no and then um i remember occasionally i'll be like in the shower or something and like just feeling so like down but like some words would like come to my mind and i'm like like, I don't want to sing right now. Like, why is this sure. happening? Yeah, why yeah. is this... Leave me alone. But yeah, like, literally. Yeah. But then what, I, what was coming to my mind was basically the way I was thinking, what I was feeling, but it was coming like, rhymes mm-hmm. and stuff. So I, I started writing it down. And then I would, like, leave it because I was like, no, not now. Yeah. <laughs> like, just that's the last thing I want to write now. And then I remember one afternoon I just, like, sat down on the piano and... I looked at my notes that I've been writing for a while and just remember being like, like, I mean, just start kind of like jamming with it. Yeah. And then turn to a song. And I just remember like crying and singing it. And it was just so hmm. like emotional to connect like with my own words. Mm. It was, yeah, it was just very emotional. And um, that was my um, first single for this year. Well, since everything happened with my dad, that was about... Mm-hmm. the situation about my dad and it's called I'm Scared which mm-hmm. I released a couple of months ago now um, but because it's so vulnerable it's so so personal to me and so like like just vulnerable and yeah. honest like I didn't know if I can share this with anyone yeah. live alone like with my dad to hear it and for him to hear that I'm worried about him because I know that would worry him um and I was just, I was like, in the song, I was scared to just talk about it sure. and sing it like out loud. And because the song, even though it's a sad song, like my message behind it was basically to like say that kind of like in a way it's fine to be scared and he will be fine. Yes. But I was going through the, the reasons I was scared, which mm. obviously him hearing, I just remember playing it to him and my mom and my sister together it was just so emotional. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was just so scared that he's, just, you know, he's not going to like it because mm-hmm. it was sad. Sure. Um, but um, like he said to me at the time, yeah, you know, that's being an artist and that's mm-hmm. just sharing your creativity. And whether it's like sad or not or bad, like that's just the way you feel and you have to express it. And then if people like, like connect with that, great. If not, it just, even if it just helps me, that's... Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's it, and you you've got a choice. The choice is not to do it at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Or the choice is to do it and you know give it a swing. And if it helps yeah. you, it helps one more person. Then it's kind of done its job. Yeah. If it ends up helping you get to a higher platform where you can help even more people and create in a more Amazing. you know so so be it. Y- yeah. You've you are who you are today because of the challenges and the failures that you've had, and that's a really strong message that people that should me. absolutely yeah. and we should be able to accept everyone should be able to accept that that our biggest challenges hold our biggest opportunities for growth and that we shouldn't be ashamed of anything that we've been through because it will only ever make us stronger if we apply the same formula yeah. you either win or learn but it's just scary it's scary it's, and it has to yeah. the thing is it has to be like i swear now writing a book doing ted talks doing lots of things where i've actually probably crossed the line on my vulnerability you actually need to feel like, fuck, yeah. what have I fucking done here the day after you press the button? If you don't feel a bit like, oh shit, 
then you haven't been your true self because you've kept behind this wall of ego, this little protective, like, well, I know I'm good at this, so it's fine, I'm going to show the world. No one cares. The vulnerable part is the part that people connect with, more so now because we're getting so used to a plastic message that, you know, real emotion, especially music, is so important. So it's really exciting to have this conversation with you right now. We've got Bad Day coming out in December and we've got, in January, we've got a whole stream, hopefully, yes. of singles coming out um, one after another. Lots of exciting things going on. Where is the best place for people to follow you and to hear your music? Uh, well, to hear my music, the best place probably is going to be Spotify. Yep. Um, and it's just my name, Olivia Nicole. Um, YouTube as well. Amazon, iTunes. I mean, it's going to be everything is everywhere. Sure. Um, and then the most active that I'm on this Instagram. And you'll be sharing a lot of the behind the Everything. scenes, a yes. lot of the creative behind the scenes, insights, yeah. Um, the making of the, the tracks, the, yep. the making of the videos. The All really important stuff videos. to show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here. This is going to be one of the episodes thank that in the future will go, hey, check out before she was like doing the, the A-list thing in the charts, <laughs> number one. She was here on Tommy's You Talk. So yeah, thanks for being here. And uh, yeah. Thank Thanks you so everyone. much for having me.